What is going on, JRP Daily listeners? I'm very excited for you guys to meet my guest today. He is a man that comes from humble beginnings, but has turned himself since into a self-made multimillionaire as the founder of the global coaching business, Action Coach. He's also an international speaker and author of 17 business books. You can buy his most recent book, Pulling Profits Out of a Hat, on Amazon.com or shop.actioncoach.com. There will be links to those in the description. This man also cares about his family just as much as he cares about his businesses and was actually involved in the Route 91 tragedy that struck in Las Vegas in 2017. He has a lot of great advice to give us and a lot of great insight given his background and his incident in that tragedy. So without any further ado, I would like to introduce to you guys Brad Sugars, the founder of ActionCoach.com. You're listening to JRP Daily, where each day, host Justin Phillips will bring you a new topic surrounding entrepreneurship, marketing, and business. You'll also get exclusive interviews from our guests who have all found a way to turn doing what they love into their career. Stay tuned for all of that and more on JRP Daily. All right, Brad, we're going. Guys, this is this is Brad. Just heard about him and uh, might be the first person with an Australian accent on this podcast. So uh, <laughs> how you doing? The first, see, after 200 episodes, you would have thought, finally, now you get to someone yeah. who's really cool, an Australian. That's what yes. we need. Yes, that's, yeah, that's, that, was, that was the plan the whole time, actually. I decided to do a daily podcast in hopes to talk to an Australian guy. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, but Brad, okay, so you are, you're, you're the founder of Action Coach. That's your yeah. main big thing. You do a lot of things, obviously. Everybody I talk to does a lot of things. But Action Coach is your thing. So explain for yourself real quickly, because nobody knows it better than you do, what Action Coach is, why you started it, etc. Dang, buddy, that goes back. So 26 years ago, people wanted help with business and I started coaching them. Right. And today we coach about 18,000 business owners a week, about a quarter million, about 280,000 actually a month uh, worldwide. Uh, we have about 1,100 offices in 88 countries doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, just teaching business people how to run their business, you know, make more money, work less hours, build a business that works without you. So, you know, it makes you money. You don't have to work. Yeah, that's true. So did, did you, do you now, or did you ever have any type of like a specialization in certain types of businesses or is it just all businesses everywhere? Nah, yeah, buddy, it's all types because I've owned all types. You know, most of what I do every day is buy companies and, and build them up and uh, still write books. That one up there, it's like pulling yep. profits out of a hat. That's number 17 of my books. Okay. So, uh, it's the new one. We just hit Wall Street and USA yeah. Today, bestsellers, all that fun stuff. But yeah, most of what I do is is just build companies. And so what I learned by building my own companies, I also teach. So mm-hmm. uh, and uh, it got serious with Action Coach. I said, hey, if I'm going to do this, I might as well build a business out of it. So just like everything else. Right. Yeah. So you've written 17 books, which is something to note. When, when did you write your first one? First one, actually, I started it in 1994, but it didn't come out until I think 1997 or so. I think it took right. like three or four years to That's write. Right. But this one actually took two years to write, mostly in research and development stuff that, that we had to do for it. So, right. But yeah, every year I try and churn out a book of some nature. The previous one to this one was called The Wealth Coach. I wrote it to teach young people about money, and halfway through, I, was, I, was, I said, hang on, most parents don't know anything about money. So, <laughs> I better rewrite the book so the parents can learn it as well. So. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How'd you, 
Well, so what's pulling profits out of a hat? What is that one about, so to speak? Oh, dang. Um, let me try and give you the short version. Well, actually, uh, I was sitting with a buddy of mine, runs a big company, and uh, he says to me, you know, it just seems like magic the way these companies like Ikea and Amazon and all these, it just seems like magic the way they make a lot of money. And I was like, <laughs> hang on, you don't really believe that. He said, yeah, it's like magic. I said, no, 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 no. So I wrote a book mm-hmm. making fun of my friend saying, you know, yeah. it's, it's not actually magic how these companies make a lot of money. Exponential business growth. And let's start with that concept. Most business people think of 10, 20, 30% growth as being a solid. What we try and teach people is how to get multiplier rather than percentage. So instead of 10%, mm-hmm. how do you get 10 times or 20 times right. or 30 times growth? And a lot of people that just scares the living daylights out. I'm like, oh, we can't possibly do this. Well, with your current thinking, you can't. Mm-hmm. And so when it looks at a business that's growing year on year on year on year, not doing a grow plateau or a grow dip type thing, that's what we study and that's what we looked at our clients who are doing. When I say we, my co-author, Monty Wyatt, uh, who coaches business owners every day and CEOs of major corporations every day to do that stuff. So we found those five major disciplines that helped, it, helped them get that level of growth. Gotcha. So what, what exactly is it that you're doing in your company that you do? Like, like if there's a foundational thing, I'm sure after a while when you get in with a business, you kind of tailor it to them. But like, what are the things that you help them with in order to help them grow their business? Like, what's the first meeting like with a business? What are you asking them? Yeah, the first meeting is really an exploratory. What are you doing? What do you want to do? What do you, where are you? Because, you know, for a business to grow, you got to start with where am I at? Where am I going to? Most business owners don't even know where they're at. Like when you ask them real real numbers of their business. Okay, yeah. how many leads How many leads did you get this week? What was your conversion rate from lead to sale? What's your average sale per customer? What's your repeat business rate? When you ask them these questions, they look at you like, I don't know, I'm serving customers every yeah. day. What do you mean I should know those numbers? Yeah. I don't have time to do that. And that's the whole point because you don't do right. that. You don't have time to do that and it's chicken and the egg. Right. So a lot of the foundations where we start, when I wrote uh, my book, The Business Coach, which is, oh dang, we had already coached 13,000 companies to success when I wrote The Business Coach. And so what we found was the recipe for business success. So we start with the foundations of the business. We start with what we call mastery, the time, the, the people, the, the, um, the level of delivery and the direction, the goals of the company. Because, I mean, let's be really blunt. Most business owners don't even know what the purpose of being in business is. Mm-hmm. See, the definition of a business is what you got to learn first. The definition of a business is a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. If you have to be there, it's not a business. You have a job and you work for an idiot. Mm-hmm. That's the basic fundamental core principle behind everything that we teach. How do you build a business that works so you don't have to? How do you build a, uh, by my definition, my definition of a business is a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. So if you ever hear the expression that, uh, you know, do what you love and you'll never work a day in your life, I find that's the exact opposite of the truth. If you do what you love, you work 10 times harder than most people. In fact, that's where a lot of businesses go wrong is they sell something they love rather than something the marketplace loves. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, 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 gotta, you gotta fall in love with the product the market wants. Right. Two to three years of a business is literally working out what do we sell and how do we sell it? How do we package it? And that's where if you go into the, the, this one, uh, one of the disciplines of, of the five disciplines is discipline of strategy. You know, the actual strategy that people are using to really get results in their business. And that's, that's the core behind a lot of success and failure. So 
My definition of a business is a commercial profitable enterprise that works without you. You know, if, if you have to work there, you don't own a business, you own a job and you work for an idiot. That's, that's just the simple yeah. basics behind it. Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. So why, why exactly did you, you got into coaching because you were teaching people. That's kind of what you did. It's what you like to do and you're kind of just good at it. But talk to me about like how lucrative of a business is the coaching business right now. Cause I just see more and more coaches every day. I've talked to a handful of them on here yeah. by now. And I love every single one of these guys too. Like they have amazing things to say. So like, what is it about coaching? And do you think it grows from here? Do you think it's just hot now and then simmers back down? What do you think happens with it? You know, look, I've been in this industry 26 years. Some would say I founded this industry uh, way back then. And the reality of the industry is it started, the profession of business coaching started as, because um, I read a book, uh, 22 Immutable Laws of Marketing, Trout and Reese. And one of the laws was if you can't be number one or number two in a category, invent a new category. <laughs> so, you know, I couldn't be number one or number two in business consulting, Bain, you know, all of those. Like, there's no way I'm beating yeah. the Boston consulting type thing. So I was like, all right, I got to invent a new category. And what happened was after, because when I was young and I succeeded early, people would, you know, they'd send me a note, can you come and speak to this group? And right. I was like, I don't go and speak. And I remember people coming up to me afterwards saying, can you help me? Can you help me? And I was like, I, look, I don't have the time. I'm running my own things. I'm doing a few right. of these speeches. What, what, what were you doing? Like what were, uh, were the successes? Pizza, pizza business, photocopy shops, you know, all sorts of businesses when yeah. I was young. Because that's what I did. At 15, I started my first ever getting into business purely by accident. You know, I had <laughs> seven, seven paper delivery routes and it was too damn cold. So I employed my friends. They did the deliveries. I managed the business. Yeah. <laughs> I took the awesome. cut. Um, but, but you go back to uh, when I first started, people saying, you know, can you help me? And I'm like, listen, let's say you call me every week and I'll coach you on how to do this. And Red Trout and Reese and said, you know what, I'm going to do this as a serious business or a serious industry. And all of a sudden now, you know, we went through several evolutions. The first evolution was people go, well, coaching, what the heck is coaching? And I had to explain to them, it's kind of like consulting, but I build mm -hmm. you and teach you rather than just come in and do it for you. And right. then the second evolution was people were like, well, I understand coaching and, you know, I'm not doing well. I need a coach. It was kind of like if you're failing, you went and got a coach. Now what's happened, we're in the third evolution of the industry or the profession. And what we're seeing is that uh, is people are gone from, okay, you're failing. You need a coach to, oh, you're doing well. Do you have a coach or you're doing good? If you get a coach, you could do great. So it's, right. it's sort of evolving. Now, the reason we see a lot of them out there is a lot of people think it's lucrative because they think, you know, there's a lot of people out there and I, I can do this stuff. Mm -hmm. But it only, you know, getting customers is the first phase of any business. Keeping customers is where you make money. Yeah. So, you know, repeat business equals profit. That's a fundamental core of business. And if you're mm -hmm. not worried about the repeat, so that's why, you know, I have more than 1,100 offices in 88 countries doing this because what we do works. We're the only business coaching company in the world that offers a guarantee to our customers that will make you more money than you pay us or, you know, you don't have to pay us, we'll work for free. The reason we right. do that is because we have a systemized methodology of getting results. In fact, if I, if I break it down, there's three reasons business coaching works. Number one is the coach brings knowledge that you don't have. So for us, it's our systematic methodology. Now it's in 17 books and, and growing. Um, the, the, the knowledge that the owner just doesn't have. See, most business owners don't even know what they don't know. That's, that's the biggest right. challenge. It's, they think it's right, but it's actually wrong. Right. And that's killing their business. 
The second thing is accountability. You know, if, if you're the owner and the CEO of the business, if you're the manager and the, C, and the owner of the business, then you're bad at both of these jobs. You're actually failing at both jobs because you can't be the owner and the CEO and do a good job because the owner needs to hold the CEO accountable. If you're the mm-hmm. owner and CEO, you're, you're lying to yourself. You know, and the CEO, you report to the owner and go, yeah, I did a great job today. And the owner goes, well yeah. done, congratulations. Yeah. You didn't do a great job yeah, today. You right. put on your hands and you put out fires. You know, there yeah. shouldn't even be fires if you kept doing problems. So, and the third reason coaching works is accountability. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, and a coach brings an accountability. See, why do big businesses have an advantage over small businesses? Because they have a board of directors, shareholders who demand growth, demand profitability. Small business owner, once they paid the bills, no one's demanding they grow any more than that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a huge aspect to it. I, I can see that in every uh, coach that I've spoken to and such. So talk... Talk to me a little bit more about your pricing structure there. I think it's interesting that you said, you know, you, you have it structured so that you don't make money essentially unless the client does. So how do you pull that off? We work with every customer. See, we, I mean, our business operates from, we have a programs at a hundred bucks a month, right through to 2000, 3000, 10,000 for the major corporates we work with type thing. So we have a business program for every size business, brand new startups. They come in they do the hundred dollar a month programs, you know, so we're educating mostly at that level. Right. You know, the, the regular client of ours, two, three grand a month where we're coaching the owner and training them and training their people to get actual monetary results and grow the business. So, you know, it's really designed. and, And I think this is an important one, Justin, to understand business doesn't get easy. You got to keep getting better at business. Mm -hmm. And as we keep educating and growing the owner, as the owner gets better, business gets easier and the business grows. Because the way business works is you as the owner have to learn and grow. As you learn and grow, you can train your people. They learn and grow. If you build your people, they build your business. Now, you can bring in outsiders to build your people. It's faster. It's generally cheaper than doing it through trial and error. Um, But, you know, all that sort of thing. I, I love helping business owners succeed. And I think that... You know, there's so much and that's why I keep writing the books because some people can't afford a coach. Some people can afford 20 bucks. So good. Jump on Amazon, 20 bucks, get yourself started. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great point. And it's that it's that exponential effect comes up in every single episode of everything I do is this empowering others to empower others, you know, and always taking it that extra step and so on and so forth. So I, I just... Well, I listened to a couple of your podcasts the other day, and I got to tell you, anyone, if this is your first time listening, subscribe to this guy. He's <laughs> out there. Well done. Well yeah. done. Yeah. Well, thank you. I don't get that every day, but yeah, so um, it is, it is super oh, you cool. should. You should. You know, the interesting thing, I did actually a little drive time. I do videos on social media every day, and I did a little one about saying thank you. Interesting, a good coach of mine, Marshall Goldsmith, he's become a good buddy, he actually wrote the forward to the book for me. Oh, he's cool. a top executive coach in the world, and he, whenever he says thank you, he does it in a way where people feel amazing about it. He always, you, know, he, he, you get to hang up off the call with Marshall. He goes, Brad, I just want you to know my life's better because I know you. And it's yeah. just like, damn, I want to get him first one day with this guy. I want to yeah. get him first. Yeah, I hear that. So uh, speak, th- that kind of reminds me of something else I was about to ask you. Where did you learn everything that you know from like way back? Because you started early. As yeah, I, I started yeah. teaching in my early 20s. No, but early like, 20s. Did you have any form of mentors 
while you yeah. were growing up? Were your parents into business? Was that and the other? Like, what's the what's the story going? Back? You know, what got me started at 16 years old, I won an award with the Rotary Club in my area, Rotary Youth Leadership Award. They sent me away for a week-long training on how to be successful, how to be a leader. Now, when you're 16 and you start that journey, in my, in my 16th year, I went and saw Jim Rohn in seminar, E. James Rohn, the father of, of so much of this stuff. Started listening to, um, you know, the, the best of the best, reading every week. Jim Rohn said to me, because I remember at 16, I ran down to him after the seminar, I got him to sign my notes. I said, Mr. Mm-hmm. Rohn, what's one thing I can do to guarantee a success? He said, son, read a book a week for the rest of your life. So here I was, age 20, right? And I'd already read more than 250 books on success in business. Wow. So at, at age 20, I'm killing everyone else in business. That's why my business is doing well. I met a gentleman by the name of Robert Kiyosaki. Robert became <laughs> famous. Sharon Lecter and Robert wrote a little book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad, the biggest selling mm-hmm. book of all time in, in the, the business genre or finance genre. And Rob says, come and teach in Hawaii with me. Well, yeah, I want you, your young man succeeding. I want you to come and teach. And I said, this sounds fantastic. He said, well, what's your fee? And I'm like, fee? You're going to pay me to speak? Yeah. This is the coolest stuff ever. And you're going to bring me to Hawaii. So right? here, I, here I was 20 years old speaking in Hawaii to a group of 350 business entrepreneurs. I started teaching all Robert's uh, seminar promoters around the world how to actually sell and, and sell at a higher price his seminars. The two that I worked with tripled their business in, in a matter of weeks. And, and they sat down and said, we need you on stage. I'm like, sure. How much are you paying? Yeah. <laughs> and all of a sudden, now once you got me on stage, you couldn't get me off the dang <laughs> So I'm, was I'm that when you were, it. I was, I was 20, 21. You were, yeah. When you were there in Hawaii, that was that like established business owners that you were talking oh, yeah. to? Was it startups? Okay. So were oh, you all very established, very big business owners. If it wasn't for the kudos of Robert put me on stage, right? you know, I didn't earn the right to be on stage with those guys there, but Robert put me on stage. And by the time I finished teaching them, it was my first ever books called instant cash flow. I wrote my simple formula that I use called five ways to multiply the profits of the business, leads, right. conversion, number, transactions, average sale margins. And when I taught them that strategy and everyone in the room just sat there and went, oh my God, that's genius. And they finally started to get how my businesses were multiplying, yet theirs were adding percentages. And when they started to see it, that's why everyone just said, we want you to go everywhere. We want to put you everywhere. I was doing seminars in Boston, in Hong Kong, all over Australia. And um, about two years in, I realized that I was doing 200 gigs a year in, in, in different cities. I was in hotels 200 nights a year. That was fine when you're a young man. Yeah, but I just said, this is not, this is not a formula for a business. This is a formula for me killing myself. So how do I change this up? And that's where I sat down, planned out action coach and built a business 26 years later. Here we are 88 countries. We just opened in Russia. We're coaching business owners in Russia now. That's kind of cool. That is kind of cool. So what, before you kind of had that epiphany moment of like, you know, this is a formula to drive myself into the ground, basically like what, what was your plan before Action Coach was even an idea? Were you going to just keep buying or not buying and selling, but yeah. building and selling businesses? For- yeah, most of it, I was actually buying and selling businesses. Okay. A, if you read my book, Billionaire in Training, I teach how to buy, build and sell companies in there because most people never understand how wealth really happens through business. Mm-hmm. The core, and I'll go back to answer your question in a second. The yeah. core of business is understanding your job is to create a saleable asset. Your job is not to create cash flow or profitability. Your job is to create a sellable asset. And that's where most business owners fall down. They don't build something you can sell. So 
by the end of it, they just have to shut it down type thing or if it runs out. And so we teach people how to build an asset. So it paid twice, cash flow plus the asset value of the, of the enterprise. Um, my plan back then as a young man was just to keep building business. You know, it was, right. I, I, I worked out that literally my, my plan was real simple. In my 20s, my goal was to learn. Mm-hmm. just learn get jobs study learn my 30s i knew i'd make a ton of money if i spent my 20s learning i knew in my 30s i'd make a ton of money mm-hmm. uh, and then in my 40s i could kick back and have a family and do all that sort of stuff now my plan got very accelerated i made <laughs> my first my, my business we did our first million by the time i was 23 That's so crazy. you know here we were doing amazing numbers and and i kicked back I, I put 288,000 people through seminars in Australia in the first two years of my business. You know, I, I went big. It's, you don't go small. People say, oh, what do you do? You own your own small business? That's stupid. Own your own big business in training. You know, I'm not a billionaire, but I'm a billionaire in training. That's what right. you got to be thinking. Um, so my goal was just keep building an empire. You know, build that empire. And remember, it's not about the white whale. It's not one deal. It's all these deals that you eventually keep adding up and adding up and adding up. Then I had to learn investing, you know, because I was making money and I, I had to learn how to invest the money. So now I teach that as well. And, you know, <laughs> most of what I invest in is businesses. So I teach people how to invest in businesses and real estate and all that sort of stuff. It's fun. Gotcha. Yeah. Did you go to college? I did. I'm an accountant. Would you believe it? Oh, are you? Actually an accountant, which I followed in my father's footsteps. I wanted to be a lawyer, but I didn't get the score to get into legal Uh-oh. college. I only got to get into Darn. business college and became an accountant, but... Thank God for that. Otherwise, I might be still working for someone else, being a lawyer. A yeah. Job, yeah. You know? Do you ever actually think about that? That's kind of interesting that you say that. Like, do you ever think just about things like that that have happened in the past? And it's like, oh, yeah. Thank God. Oh, it yeah. I, you yeah. know what? I remember graduating college as an accountant, and I was giving a speech in, I think it was Auckland or Wellington, New Zealand, to a group of accountants. And I, and I thanked them all in advance. I said, listen, I have to thank all of you for one reason, and they, and they all looked at me, I said, I want to thank all of you for not giving me a job out of college, because if, if you had to give me a job, I might still work for one of you guys rather than be up here teaching you guys how to make money. <laughs> and, and, and they all looked at me kind of funny. The person who brought me in to give me the speech thought, I don't know if that's going to go over real well or not, because they're accountants, they don't laugh, right. so you never know whether the joke was funny or not, you know. That's why I wrote The Wealth Coach, and I wrote Billionaire in Training, because if people don't understand the path to wealth, how can they get there? You know, right. and, and you, most of us didn't have rich parents, so we can't sit down and say our parents taught us about money. Oh, mm-hmm. and, and that's that's the biggest thing. That's why I know for me, my kids have a distinct advantage over most people because I learned money early and I'm teaching them money. Right. How to, how to make money work for you rather than you work for money. It's a very important lesson to make. You, you read on your own, I have to assume at this point, you know, still to this day, you're probably still learning all the time. Do you think that people kind of ever run into issues with just, just kind of following or listening to the wrong people is kind of what I want to say, because I see problems with that where, let me give you an example because I'm in college uh, right now and you know, I've got friends that are telling me this, that, and the other, I don't always agree. Sometimes I agree, yada, 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 so on and so forth. But a big part of the problem is like I talk to guys like you, like I've talked to Andy Frisella on here. I've talked to very successful people and I try to kind of model what they say. And then someone that's a middle class person, you know, living well in the city around here, making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year 
comes in and talks to the school about what they did. And it might be like slightly different than what some big major successful person taught me. It's like, I don't think people really pay attention to who it is they're listening to as long as they're, you know, maybe ahead of them, but not necessarily who they want to be. You know what I mean? So my friend, uh, the biggest challenge in life is free advice from a poor person. <laughs> you know, I, I gotta say it. You know, we do hundreds of millions a year. I buy a company every six months. I, you know, I've written 17 books on this subject. That one right there, Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Amazon bestseller, pushing for New York Times soon. You know, I, 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 I gotta say, listen, I, I love that people get mentors. My challenge is if you mentor, if you're, I'll, I'll be really blunt. I teach a formula, dream, goal, learn, plan, act. Dreams come first. Dreams times goals, times learning, times plans, times action equals success. Now let's start with dreams. If your dreams don't scare the living daylights out of you, if dreams don't scare the crap out of you, if other people don't tell you your dreams are stupid and you can't possibly achieve them, they're way too small. You know, people ask me, what would you do differently? I would say, I would have thought bigger. Yeah, I would have gone faster because this thinking small crap is exactly that. And I, I got to tell you, average Joe is given advice is the problem. Right. Oh, that is a big problem. Now, from your dreams, you got to turn them into goals. So dreams mm -hmm. like 10, 20 years out. Goals is anything from like, if you don't know what type of jet you want to own when you grow up, then you're not dreaming. You know, what color What color will your helicopter be? When you buy a Rolls Royce, some people say, I don't want a Rolls Royce. When you get to my freaking age, you want a Rolls Royce with a driver sitting in front, and you sit in the back in the most comfortable car in the world. My Rolls Royce is Rolls Royce blue. I love that. Color. <laughs> you want to buy your new Lamborghini Urus? What color is it? Mine's black with yellow trim. It's beautiful, sexiest car ever. You know, and you sit there and you start thinking, when your dreams become goals, anything under five years, then you got to put a plan together. Now, here's the problem. When you tell people your goals and they say, you can't possibly achieve your goals, you have to agree with them. You're right. The person I am today cannot achieve that mm -hmm. goal. But the person I am becoming, the person I'm learning to be, will achieve every single one of those goals. Because when I read all these books, I'm going to know how to achieve those goals. So I'm going to read. So once I've got my goal, what I have to do from a goal is go, okay, what do I need to learn to make that goal a reality? Okay, what are the top 10 books on that subject? What's the top five podcasts? What's the top 10 blogs? What are the top people that I can learn from about that subject? So go and learn the subject. Spend six months, spend a year learning the subject. Then go write a plan on how you're going to go from where you are today to your goal. Don't just write a goal and read the book, The Secret, and think, oh, shit, if I sit on a hill and ohm, I'm going to get this stuff. That never works. You know, and... and you know, and then I flip it over and I go, okay, then you got guys like Gary Vee and Grant Cardone out there saying, you can achieve anything. Hustle and grind, hustle and grind, bullshit hustle and grind. Hustle and grind is dumb. You know, I don't, I, I did an interview with Grant and him and I disagree on certain things. We agree on a ton, by the way. We right. agree on a yeah. ton. But we sit there, we're doing this thing. He's, he's like all hustling. I said, Grant, you know, I hate those terms. He's like, why do you hate those terms? I said, because... I work 12 hours a week. I run nine companies. I don't hustle and grind. I employ people that hustle and grind. Stop teaching kids that stuff, you know? Now, in the beginning, did I work my tail off? Absolutely. In the beginning, work my tail off. All with one philosophy in mind. Do the work once, get paid forever. Every time I write a book, how many years am I going to get paid for that book? 
75 mm -hmm. years after I'm dead, I still get paid for that book. Every yeah. time I buy a house, how long do I get paid for that house? Every time I build a business that runs without me, I get paid for the rest of my life and I don't have to do a thing. That's wealth. That's what wealth is. Yes. Do the work once, get paid forever. So in answer to your question, yes, the problem is following the wrong mentor <laughs> and not knowing you're following the wrong mentor. Yeah, that's, that's super awesome. And also, you know, oh, what was I just going to say? Now I lost it. But um, oh, another thing that I thought was very interesting that I think you could speak on from uh, another coach that I've talked to on here and I've, he's been a client of mine for a while actually is uh, I was talking to him the one day and I forget how this even came up or in the middle of our conversation. You know, when you talk about people saying your dreams are stupid, saying you're not going to get there, so on and so forth. He, I, we were talking about that in that interview and he looked right at me and he said, listen, most people aren't successful. So you shouldn't listen to most people, right? You should listen to the people that are. And frankly, because that's, that's another part of the problem. Like I was telling you, you know, with my friends at school, they want to listen to the banker from down the road. They want to listen to the financial advisor from Merrill Lynch and stuff like that. It's like if I'm trying to mimic successful people and that's not a lot of people, that's not most people. So that's just another point I kind of want to revive here. What you also got to remember is different people have different goals in life and different levels yeah. they want to play at. Don't be upset that your friends have lower levels to play at than you. Don't right. be upset. And they can't be upset at you for having higher levels to play right. at. You know, I, and I've, I've often had to say to some of my friends, listen, I, I don't care if you're upset that I'm rich, but I'm not coming down. You know, there was a great <laughs> goat, great goat couplet many years ago that said, never bring your dreams down to reality for to set lowly goals is to cripple oneself from within. You know, and, and that's a very simple thing. Remember, goals are also glass ceilings. You know, if someone sets a goal of making a million dollars, that's also that's also their limit. Mm -hmm. you know, but remember this, Absolutely true. you can't out-earn your learning. You'll never out-earn your learning. If you've only ever learned to make a million bucks a year, that's the most you make a year. Mm -hmm. uh, so you got to learn how to make $100 million, learn how to make all that stuff if you want to do it. So right. I think that's a very important aspect to get out there into the minds. You know, I, I remember being a young kid, too, and sitting in college and, and, and I listen to Gary these days bagging on and ragging on college and that sort of stuff. I think college is an amazing thing. I think everybody should go through college if they can, purely for the experience of growing up and making a great group of adult friends. If that's the only two things you get, how to survive on your own and how to actually have adult friends and how to not be a stupid moron and contribute to society, great. What is a student? A student is an apprentice business owner. That's what a student is. What's a business owner? Sorry, a student is an apprentice employee. An employee is an apprentice business owner. So mm -hmm. you got to think as a student, you're apprenticing, getting a job. Once you got a job, you should have 10, 20 different jobs. You have a job in sales. Why? Learn sales. Oh, yeah. You the business for yourself. You got to know sales. You have a job in marketing. Why? Because when you get into business for yourself, you want to know marketing. You have a job in all of them, you know, finance, uh, legals, try and get a job in everything. Get paid to learn. That's, that's what you yes. should be doing. While you're at college, have five jobs, for God's sake. That's what you should be doing. But the thing about it is this. College is an amazing experience in life that everyone should get to have before you have to actually grow up, you know, right. before yeah. you actually have to pay some real bills and do that sort of stuff. Yes. I think it's a phenomenal experience. I know. I mean, I have five kids. All five of them are going to go through college. There's no two ways about it, even if it's a party school. My second eldest, mm -hmm. I think that's her, that's her goal in life. Find a party school and hang there. You know, good luck. Have fun with that sort of thing. But I'm not paying a $70,000 a year tuition if you go to a party school. <laughs> You can go in state if you want that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that too. And uh, I don't know. Uh, 
you listen to a couple of my episodes, which I really appreciate, you know, prior to this interview to do your homework. I don't know if you listened to my first one or really heard like my full backstory there, but I went, I went to college, you know, the fall after high school, like I did. And I was, I was going to college to be a music teacher. That's what I always want to do in high school. And a month into that music program, I, I lost it. I was like, I don't want to do this. Yada, yada. You know, I dropped out, took the rest of the year off. Got my first job as an 18-year-old kid that just left school and had no idea what he was going to do. And I will tell you, nothing that I can imagine would have made me grow up faster oh, yeah. than dropping out of school and working part-time for seven twenty-five an hour for a year and trying to live and figure out what I was going to do after that and this yeah. and the other. So well, I, think, I think every young person should be in two things. One, they should have a part-time job. Every young person should have a part-time job. My kids said to me, Dad, can I work for one of your companies? Absolutely not. I want you to go and work for some assholes first. Yeah. I want you to work for other people that will push you around and pay you minimum wage. And I want you to mm -hmm. learn what the real world feels like, looks yes. like, and is like. The other thing is I think every young person should be on a sports team of some sort, some sort of a team whether it's sport or something else, but because kids who are not coachable turn into adults who are not employable. Mm -hmm. and, and, and kids who are not employable turn into adults who don't understand life, you know? And right. it's, it's crazy where you sit down and you think. I was explaining to someone the other day who's a young guy just in college still, 23, still in college. Yeah. I said, you know, by 23, I had my first 10 employees. I'd done my first million dollars in sales. I'd had six different jobs. I'd, I'd started writing my first book. I'd read hundreds of books, you know, and let's, let's be honest. You are going to go as fast as you want to go. Yeah. Yeah. And you obviously had to be able to manage your time well and do things like that, of that nature, do that, which is my biggest mantra is the time management thing with this, you know, how do you, how do you, how do you do a podcast every single day? How have you been doing this every day for the past 220 days? It's not hard. You just do it. And, and, you know, there's one key secret to success when it comes to time management. Every day before you go to bed, make a list of what you got to do the next day. Or every day before you leave the office, make a list of what you got to do the next day. As long as you do that, you'll be successful. And then do it, obviously. But yeah. So there, there's one last thing I want to talk about that's just not really related to any of this. But I read about you coming into this. You were at the, uh, the Las Vegas incident, weren't you? Did I read that? correctly we're, yeah my wife and I were both uh, right in the middle of people getting shot yeah so, so yeah, route 91 was very horrible experience but also we found out two weeks later that my wife was pregnant so wow our baby Riley was literally the youngest survivor of route 91 she was born oh okay uh, you know 10 months nine, nine and a half months later okay and, uh, she was born on the night that our Vegas Gold, the Knights, won one of the playoff games, and Riley Smith scored the winning goal. So she she, yeah. became, she she got the name Riley from that. So oh, that's really cool. So that's yeah, it was one of the, it was not one of it was the worst experience of my entire life, and in some ways also the best because it bought us something that uh, yeah. is just amazing. And how is Riley your youngest child? Yeah, she's of, uh, number five. Number five number of the brood. My eldest is 17. I, okay. My youngest is just, she had her first birthday a few days back, the 18th. Nice. nice. So it was my birthday two days ago. I'm 48. So there you go. Yeah. That's very cool. And you're a Golden Knights fan. You're a big hockey fan? Big hockey fan. Yeah. I was one of those crazy people that bought a suite at the stadium. And everyone was like, why'd you buy a suite? You don't even know if it'll be successful or not. It says, I'm Australian. We go to every sport. <laughs> so. No. I did. I did notice that in some of the videos I was watching of you before this, I saw you in a Golden Knights. 
Exactly. Oh yeah, I go to the baseball, the basketball, hockey, you name it. I I'm there. Football games. We're getting the Raiders soon, so I have to have our suite of the Raiders. Are you are you are you in Vegas? Is that where you're based out of? Vegas right? is home. My my wife's from Massachusetts. She's a Patriots fan, so she, oh, okay. Now, of course, the Bruins are playing in the hockey finals, so now I'm screwed. You know. <laughs> Bruins, socks, oh, and Patriots leading the way. I'm done. I'm so, done. I'm in Pennsylvania. We can never have a good time with anything but uh (laughs) so that's pretty that's pretty much good so i think that's all i got to talk about i'm glad you're a hockey fan i'm glad you're australian you're just all sorts of of awesome for this because i just started playing hockey recently too i didn't actually bring that up but remind everyone follow me on facebook twitter go ahead tell them tell them how to do that What's oh, your, any of those you know you guys know how to get on that stuff and find yeah, me so is it just it's brad the, sugars not, not brad sugars or bradley sugars i'm not on pinterest i'm on all the others <laughs> um and i do a drive time video pretty much every day too i do a five minute in my car every day i'm home so jump okay. on take a learn okay so yeah those will all be posted up in some form of description or show notes or whatever we've got but guys that was brad you know the the action coach i'll call him his company's action coach but uh you know he's He's been doing all that stuff and good things and very successful with it all. So uh, if you've got nothing left to say, I think we can do it right there. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for doing this. I appreciate what you're doing out there. Hey, guys. It's Justin here, and I just want to thank you so much for making it to the end of this episode. If you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe both to the YouTube channel and whatever audio streaming platform you use. Subscribe to JRP Daily on both because I put content up on the audio that doesn't go in video and vice versa so make sure you are subscribed to both of those things likewise if you are on youtube don't forget to hit the like button down below and leave a comment with your thoughts or your questions for us and we will get on that asap and lastly if you have any friends or anybody that you think could benefit from seeing this or even if you don't share it with those friends or share it on your facebook feed on your twitter feed on your linkedin feed, whatever feed you have wherever you could share you never know who might see it and who might benefit from it and we're here to try to help as many people as possible and give entertainment and education to as many people as possible so be sure to help us spread the word we would super duper appreciate that and that's it thanks again for watching guys and i'll see you in the next one